0: Welcome to Ready Comics rule where each week we discuss a topic that revolves around either gaming, tabletop, comics, or all the other geeky things that we all love. So if you enjoy what you're listening to, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I am the Multifarious Anthony.
1: You can't see me, because I'm Mike. And with us this week, we have two very special guests.
2: First of all... And that's the bottom line, because Adrian said so.
3: Sensational Sin, once again, back on the podcast... Well,
2: this
1: week we are royal rumbling our way directly into WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania has been a very interesting one this year. A lot of in and outs with the company. There's been a lot of speculation on what's going to be going on with WrestleMania, what's going to be going on with WWE as a whole. They've been brought up on you know these ambiguous charges of not really taking care of their wrestlers. Which has been a long-standing thing. We, I think we've all kind of known that, you know, they make a lot of money. They don't make a lot of free time. <laughs> Unless you gotta, you're The Undertaker. <laughs> you got to look
0: at who runs the show. It's Vince, Vince man. And although I have, like, many different issues with the individual, it's pretty clear that he, he's of the old mindset of, let's make me as you much money. You work until you guy. Yes. <laughs> let's make me as much money and let's do for as little as, as you, for you as possible. And you can also tell just in even just the way the creative team kind of handles things as well. But yeah, I mean, the perfect example, of course, would be a, a kind of Cinderella story. One that's been long in the making. And of course, we're talking about Kofi Mania.
1: Oh, Kofi Mania.
0: For real. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it was so weird, even more recently, just to... Well, there's a lot of parallels that are obvious to kind of uh, Daniel Bryan's rise, but there's there's a bigger cultural significance and just a little, some, a little bit on the nose, especially when you had Vince McMahon out in the middle of the ring telling Kofi he's a B-plus player, but never really saying why. But, you know, Kofi Kingston kind of... Uh, almost flat out said why it was, and, and even just in, in interviews, and the crowd knows what, what the real reason why Kofi never got the shot before is. That's why, part of what makes this this match so culturally
1: significant. Well, so I mean, I the, same thing, the same thing kind of happened with MVP back in the day. Yeah. MVP had that, that, like, he got pushed, he got the US title, he got pushed, he got the IC title, he got pushed, he was kind of an undercard on WrestleMania at one point, and then he was supposed to go against I forget who it was, I think it was Big Show or The Great Kali, I think, back when they were like the, the the staging point to then get to having a title shot. Like you had you had to beat the guys that everybody else had to job to to get your, your chance at actually having a, a title shot back then.
3: But even with how they introduced their characters, like it took them when Kofi, Biggie and Xavier Woods got together, they first wanted them to be this huge Malcolm X S kind of characters until Xavier Woods like, no, we're gonna introduce this stuff and, and they gave themselves free reign to do what they want and it worked better than what they started with. Like they don't get their minority fans. If you know, if I mean it's true, they don't get their minority fans.
0: No, I mean I, I completely agree. Because what I think what they were trying to go for is they were going for A kind of new age nation of domination. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. They really just didn't understand what they were doing with those characters. That's why I'm glad Xavier Woods stepped in. He used a lot of his popularity with, you know, the growing popularity of Up, Up, Down, Down. And just the cultural phenomenon that was becoming. And that's the direction he kind of decided to take the new day. And it's probably the best move they could have done.
3: Exactly. And it clicked better with the fans. Because you have a lot of fans that are into anime and are into comic books and are into all this stuff. And they finally received it so much better than what they started with. And when you see a lot of the other wrestlers are kind of incorporating their fandom into their gimmicks, people receive it better. They give them the, the free reign to do it. And it works a lot more As opposed to, well, we're going to have you do this, and this is what's going to be. And people don't get it. They don't want to see it. They don't associate with it as much, you know?
1: Which is one of the reasons why I'm very happy to say this will be the return of the demon.
3: (laughs) Oh, yes! (laughs) Uh.
1: (laughs) I've been waiting a while for Finn and Baylor to come back and actually be the demon at WrestleMania. And this will be... From everything that has been spotlighted on WWE's website, from everything that's been spotted in some of the wrestling magazines and stuff, this will be the return of Finn Balor, the demon. See, but my only issue with that is I feel that WWE
0: relies too much on his his demon persona. And it almost kind of proves Vince McMahon right, or at least from, again, the creative standpoint, because he's saying that nobody really goes for Finn Balor unless he's the demon.
3: What made Finn Balor so popular in the indie crowd was the fact that he could do all of this mask. Like, he could be Carnage, he could be the Joker, he could be Venom, he could do all these character creations and not just stick as the demon, which he, unfortunately, is limited to in WWE because of the copyright standards that we have floating around.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of, like, his, his old gimmick of just kind of being the cosplayer really did work really well for him. And I think that him doing the demon now yes is is the copyright avoidance machine but it kind of helps reestablish his actual character the thing is is he keeps going out for these long periods of leave where we really don't get to see him even on on raw or smackdown he he dis- he's disappeared for months at a time either injury or taking uh leave or whatever he's he's been in and out for a while since he's actually been with the company and He's only really gotten to establish the, the, the demon personality a few times. And it's been a while since we've really seen this. I think it was last year he didn't even come out as the demon when he wrestled at WrestleMania last year.
3: Well, that was when he had just gone to the Bullet Club, Finn Balor, right?
1: Or the, the club. the club. He's the king yes. of oh, the Bullet Club.
3: My bad. But that's, why,
0: no, that's a good point, too, with the Balor Club. He did something huge with that because he established the Balor Club for all. He brought in a major spotlight on the LGBTQA plus, and that was a, a huge movement. And again, we're talking about you know minorities and um, you know groups that are basically typically shunned or that are not paid attention to. This is what's great about you know modern day wrestlers is they're kind of shining that spotlight, kind of giving that that representation or at least acknowledging these groups that are otherwise it wouldn't be. And and for me, it, it, like I said. Finn Balor's prowess as a wrestler and on the mic should really stand for itself. It she, she shouldn't have to always, you know, revert to the demon. Uh, what do, what, what's your opinion on that, that uh, Adrian? I mean,
2: uh, I mean, it's tough because I know when Finn Balor like first got onto the scene, and I was watching it with my like onto the scene into like you know the, the big show when he when he's on in WWE, and he gets. Did he get? He be get introduced as a demon, right? They kind of changed his persona. I'm trying to remember back to like when he first came out, but I know like I was watching it with my wife. And I'm like, oh, they're probably gonna have Finn Balor come out today, and she's not a very big wrestling fan. She she'll watch it with me like when we're when WrestleMania is on, or if some if one of the women's matches is really really big. But Finn Balor came out, and I was kind of disappointed that he wasn't in like the demon persona when I had first you know re- really kind of enjoyed him in, in NXT. So I, I'd be happy to see it again, and I think. I like the different because you can you can still do things without and getting around like the copyright stuff and with how big stuff is now, I think you can come out with some really cool stuff and kind of just lean into the stuff that like New Day is doing. And then I I think having it on the WrestleMania 35 stage would really kind of solidify that, and I think give people and give like the company whether or not the Demon thing was is going to work or not on like the grander scale, which I'm pretty sure it would if they just like let him do it. And he can still be good on the mic. He's he's good on the mic still, and that stuff still works. But just give him something back to kind of what established him as being, you know, the one of, like, the guys.
0: No, I know it. you do bring up a very good point, too, because, I mean, you look at New Day, a few WrestleManias past. They came out in Saiyan armor, and you didn't yeah. see, like, Akira Toriyama or Funimation or anybody else getting involved where they're trying to sue their asses off about it. So...
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think back to like WrestleMania when, when, uh, Ronda Rousey came out and she's in like the over 9,000 shirt and my <laughs> wife, a very casual, uh, watcher, like loved it because she's a very big Dragon Ball fan, Dragon Ball fan. And th- just like little things like that playing to your audience is super important. I, I'd rather watch that than, you know, another nation of domination style, you know, character development.
0: No, absolutely. But again, that, that just goes back to a, a point that we kind of brought up in the beginning, which is an important one. The WWE's creative team, that sometimes can be a point of contention for whether people remain or not. We, like you kind of mentioned in the beginning, Mike, we've had a lot of people kind of come and go as far as WWE is concerned over the past few years. Uh, one of the most notable uh, no, uh, notable departures more recently was actually, you know, Cindy's husband, Dean Ambrose leaving the WWE.
3: (laughs) And it's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. I I promise you. That or Chris Evans, okay?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, we're going to have Chris (laughs) Evans, unfortunately, die in Endgame. And we're having Dean Ambrose leave the WWE. It's an end of an era.
3: It's okay, because they're going to come to me. That's why. I'll have my <laughs> head in.
0: <laughs> but, uh, no, I, th- I think it's almost been pretty much confirmed that, you know, Dean Ambrose is going to be on his way out because you want to talk about people that, that you know, there's a, there's a lot of hard workers. I don't think there's really any anybody that we can say that, you know, really doesn't pull their own weight. But there's some people that are shining examples of that. Dean Ambrose, of course, being one, Kofi Kin- Kingston, and The New Day, of course, uh, being that as well. Uh, even the
1: Usos, they do a lot of dark matches as well.
0: Yeah. and That's the thing is that people there's been don't, there
1: a lot of workhorses in the company now.
0: And that's the thing too, is a lot of people don't realize that because, you know, there's a, there's also still dark matches and house shows that don't get, you know, viewed by the, the mass public. That uh, people do not realize just how much work they're putting into it, which is why the whole unionizing thing is an important uh, discussion to have. But also, again, that's why there's a lot of people that have ended up leaving, or have wanted to leave, because
1: they're not given that creative freedom that they're looking for. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. That's kind of what the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, which is a mouthful, that's kind of what that is. It's literally a whole bunch of workhorse uh, players that are in, in in the company now. You have Jinder Mahal, you've got Braun Strowman, you've got uh, EC three, EC three, EC three. Okay, EC three, and a whole bunch of other undercard ish type people that haven't really gotten to. I mean, Braun Strowman. I was gonna it, say, you're Braun, Braun the, Strowman like, he's the only <laughs> big name in that match, and that's the reason why. If you, if you look at our predictions for this year, it's like, why is this guy the only guy that matters in this entire match? Like, it's literally Braun Strowman didn't have anything else to do at WrestleMania, so they put him in an undercard match. That he's going to win pre-show, no less. <laughs> yeah, and they attached it to the pre-show. No, but um, I, I I mean, as far as that's concerned,
0: and that's also now I have to bring it up. I know Mike was kind of like, oh, but you also have the discussions of you know with the some of these talents leaving. You have AEW. All elite
1: wrestling, what Cody Rhodes started. And my uh was more like, I didn't know what, I, I haven't heard about them. Like, honestly, this, you bringing up was the first time I've actually even heard about it. And like, I, I've known of Ring of Honor, I've known Impact, you know, pre. Previously TNA. Yeah, I know this is a whole new thing and this is Cody Rhodes' baby and whatnot. And
3: not only Cody Rhodes, but also what's his name? Um Criminy. The Walls of Jericho. Chris Jericho. Yeah, Chris Jericho. He's also behind it too. Like he's also, you know, trying to promote it and there have been talks of Dean talking to
0: Chris Jericho to join in on and that. That's part of the reason why I brought him up. But also what I think is great about EEW is that a lot of people want it to fail, which to me is such an odd thing to want from the competition. Because the one thing about competition is it breeds
1: innovation. It brings change. Typically positive change. Look at what happened when WD, when WCW came out. We we got the Attitude Era. We got this the the, the, the NWO, all these very interesting like dynamic things that were happening within both companies at the time. And aside from Eric Bischoff running WCW into the ground, it was a great thing that happened for a little
2: while. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing that we talked about, because we covered in, in our, in but why the podcast we covered wrestling a couple of years ago. And our biggest thing was like that competition era of who was going to do better that week was, was amazing. And WWE just doesn't have that competition. like, and it's I think that's why they're able they to get away all with, their yeah, like it's just why they they get away with doing questionable character decisions and like okay you want to leave okay where are you gonna go um, type thing? So hey, good competition is good. I'm just worried that they're just too big. It's like the NFL and that's it. Like what what the the other league that just came up is getting ready to fold is is about to fold because they the the, uh, the NFL doesn't want to like partner with them. So you know the NFL competition is are is already going to be out in like six weeks. So I'm just hoping that, uh, Cody Rhodes doesn't fall into that. Cause I, I'd, I'd love to see another, another promotion like, like the good old days.
3: No, the thing is like a lot of fans don't, a lot of WWE fans don't realize that there are so many wrestling divisions out there. You've got new rest, new uh, pro wrestling Japan. You've got
0: Lucha Underground.
3: Thank you. You know, I have them at the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it right now. Impact. So, no, but you also have like, um, Impact no, Impact went under with Dixie Carter.
1: No, Impact's still and around. Impact's still around. It's it's it, it's no, impactful. It's, 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 <laughs> it's nails, but it it's still there. Uh,
3: everybody from Impact has gone to WWE. Everybody that matters. But uh, which one's that has um
1: Ring, Ring of, of Honor?
3: Honor? Not Ring of Honor. Um Dragon or the Dragon one. Um shit. I'm on the Shazam high style. So I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, Shazam. Wait, wait, we're wrestling. Okay. No, but you got like the woman's... Leva Bates is on Is on the woman's one. You know, blue pants from NXT. And then Mia Kim's on there too.
0: But I mean, that's that's the big thing about AEW wrestling. So one of the big things is... Uh, a perfect example is Cody Rhodes left the WWE to begin with because the way his character was mismanaged. How he yeah,
2: was terribly. mismanaged.
0: So horribly. And because he
3: couldn't have the freedom to do what he wanted to no, do. No, no, no.
0: And although Stardust was kind of a fun character,
1: there was so much more to Cody Rhodes than that. And Hon- honestly, I and I, I hate to I hate to kind of go back to to a weird era, but when it was Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton and I forget the other, they they were the legacy.
3: Your boy, right, Anthony?
1: No, not with, not with uh, Damian Sandow. That was the Cody Road. That was the Rhodes Scholars.
0: That was yeah, afterwards. Was the
1: Scholars. That was that was a white. no! Ways he, he's after. talking about when he
0: was the, the 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 ravishing Cody Rhodes, where he would wear the face mask while he wrestled the protector. No, him. this
1: was even before that. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Now it was literally they, they, they were they were a trio, and they were called the Legacy. And it yeah. was it was Randy Orton because he's you know Bob Orton's son. You Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Thank yes. you, Moneybags DiBiase. The the three of them all wrestled together, and they beat up John Cena a lot. They beat up Vince McMahon once. They they did a whole lot of stuff, and it actually it, it really helped uh, them. The two, uh, the Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase, rise up in the company at the time. But then the, Ted DiBiase just like left. And then it kind of ended. Legacy just fell apart. And Randy Orton betrays Cody Rhodes. And then Cody Rhodes ends up having all these weird gimmicks afterwards that none of them really fit anything. Like, Ravishing Cody Rhodes was okay. Well, the funny thing is, is, Ravishing Cody Rhodes was kind of the prototype for the
0: American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. That's kind of where he is right now. Which has been a wonderful gimmick for him, obviously. Because that's how he's able to get to this point with AEW. Yeah because from there he did so well with the new japan pro wrestling he did so well with within ring of honor that it was that was that meteoric rise that you and I kind of discussed about before To where he was making all this money he was doing so well he's all on those these different cross promotions that he was able to start basically his own pay-per-view which did phenomenal to the point where we have All In Double or Nothing coming up soon mm-hmm. which is basically just a launching point for AEW but the one thing I appreciate appreciate about Cody Rhodes besides just you know his technical ability his ability on the mic and just his creative ability is the fact that he deeply cares about other wrestlers being a wrestler yeah. he he has that I mean Vince McMahon yes he's maybe a, a stepped in the ring but he's never been that guy He has no idea really what it's like to be in that position, to be in those shoes. Cody does, and that's why... There's, there's talk of, you know, allowing unions. He's one of the people who's pushing for wrestling to have unions. Yeah. He's looking at get it, trying to provide the best medical insurance that obviously they can offer. But he also wants to give each person signed on to, you know, AEW Wrestling or um, All Elite Wrestling yeah. uh, the opportunity to have a little bit more freedom to their characters. Now, obviously, you, you know, you can't push everybody at the same time. Not everybody can be a champion. But he at least wants to try and work it out so everybody feels content.
1: Well, everybody and, feels like and, they and that the building. And that goes back to something with his dad. Yeah. His dad, uh, there was—I think it was when his dad was entered into the Hall of Fame. There was a lot of talk about how his dad used to be the backstage like caretaker for a lot of other wrestlers, especially guys that were coming up and were were you know newer on the card and stuff.
0: Diamond Dallas Page, yeah, he was instrumental mm-hmm, in Diamond right? Dallas Page's career yeah. because you know Diamond Dallas Page still holds the record for being one of the oldest individuals to start the wrestling career. And a lot of people were told Diamond Dallas Page. You're not going to, this is never going to work. You're too old. It's not going to work out. Just, just give up. Yeah, he was in his mid 30s when he, when he started wrestling, wasn't he? The American dream. He, he turned around and he's like, no, you know what? I can't, I can't do the list that he does. I really <laughs> want to. But he's like, you know, he's, he's like, you got to stick with this. You know, this is, this is your dream. You know, only you can make it happen. Don't give up. And then there we go. We have the legend that is Diamond Dallas Page, mm-hmm. as well as a lot of other wrestlers. Absolutely yeah. to what you were saying, of Mike. To so the point where it even became a point of discussion on John Oliver. Like that's not uh, something I ever thought I would ever see, it get that far. So that was even brought up about you know well, yeah. the importance of unionizing professional wrestling. Yeah.
3: Well, well that was one of see, CM um, CM Punk's big thing is that when they're on the road, they get these things on them. They get like these wounds and stuff, and they're still pushed to keep going. That their their own medics don't really catch a lot of their stuff. That a lot of the things that are let me like, infections and everything. They're just like, okay, you're good. Or you need a couple of days off, but when it's a serious thing fermenting within their their bodies, they, you know? they have
0: they have a little scri- scribbled note from Vincent McMahon that the medics do that they look at. It. it says, "Tell them to rub some dirt on it."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Z pack, get a Z pack.
2: I, I watched a John Oliver thing, and I was really I, I wondered how like the the current wrestlers would kind of react, and I saw like a lot of them defending the the WWE for that. For, like, how things have gotten better, saying hey, stuff used to be bad, but things have gotten better. Um, Do you think that, like, John Oliver is just speaking out of, like, something that he doesn't, like, fully – I don't know. It, it just seems, like, weird coming from John Oliver who hasn't done anything that they've done or, like, seen, you know, the dark shows and things like that. And if, like, the, the stars are defending it, maybe because they kind of have to kind of branding-wise, but –
0: no, I can definitely see where you're going with that. I can agree. You know, John Oliver being an advocate for this was completely out of left field. And I really don't think that he knows the full story to truly be able to speak well on the subject. But it was great that he did bring bring it up. And I do, I do think, or at least I would like to believe, you know, giving benefit of the doubt, that things have gotten better than the way they used to be. But, I mean, by how much, honestly?
2: Yeah, I mean, but I think I think of stuff like Daniel Bryant. Like, Daniel Bryant, like, his forced retirement until he got better. And them kind of, like, forcing wrestlers into kind of retirement or at least taking, like, the time off to get better. I don't know if that – I don't know if Daniel Bryant was wrestling in the Attitude Era, if that would have ever happened. If they would have, like, told him, all right, no, take, take, take a break. I think they would have, like, made him push through that. Or even into, like, the 70s and 80s, if a lot of the wrestlers are going through what they're going through now before – I think they just keep going through it, and then you get, you know, obvious terrible CTE situations, like you know Benoit.
1: You 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 look at it, uh, and and this is, I mean, from from their perspective, it is getting better, but it, it started from a point of there being no there being very little help to no help at all.
3: Well, now they they've also pointed out one of the wrestlers was given leave for mental health. That's now becoming a new thing where they're actually paying attention to that because like you had brought up Benoit Adrian, you know, mental health is a huge factor within everyday lives. We need sometimes like even for us as as regular people working a 9 to 5 jobs, we sometimes need a moment for ourselves to just like compose ourselves and have a moment of rest and these guys don't get it often at all.
2: Yeah, I think with with like all of the new promotions, I would if there was like a really like a serious issue, I would love to see kind of like I don't know. One of the kind of undercard people kind of be like the, like the whistleblower and like give us some background and like some behind the scenes things. Cause we just, we really just don't know. Right. And if the top superstars are defending the WWE, then we kind of have to like take a face value that things are getting better, especially someone like the big show who's been in the game for so long is saying, you know, I'm 47 and I'm still here. He's also like a giant, you know, more prone to injury and he, he's still there. So maybe maybe we do get, like, a whistleblower in the next couple of years that kind of prompts some kind of unionization, especially when you have things like AAW and things to go to. Because before, if you had a whistleblower, like, where do you go? Like, you have to go to Japan. But now with Cody Rhodes, you kind of have another outlet to go to if stuff doesn't work out if WWE doesn't like the things you're saying about their organization.
0: Yeah, and there's already been some really big names that have already joined AEW. Like, I know I made a real big uh, real big deal about Jim Ross joining the commentary team, and Mike's like, but he's a commentator. It's like, but it's Jim Ross. It's JR, yeah, it's
2: man. it's Jim Ross. Like, that's <laughs> it's
4: a big deal. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, also we, we mentioned, you know, Chris Jericho, he was one of the first people to join. Another huge acquisition, of course, was Kenny Omega. That That is a yeah. name you want attached to your that,
3: brand. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, of course, Brandy,
3: Brandy
1: yes. Rhodes. So of course, his wife's going to join him in the organization.
3: Well, <laughs> I mean, exactly, his wife behind. The
1: real, tell, the real tell is how long does it take the Hardys to join? Because they have literally been a part of almost every other wrestling organization yeah. at it's some point. It's true.
4: Um,
1: I don't
0: know. I think now, and I'm really surprised too, because we've seen, we're now seeing a whole new Matt Hardy. I remember at one point, you know, we all jokingly and lovingly... V2, V3? Is it V3 now? It's V3 now. now. It's V3 now. (laughs) But we all jokingly and lovingly, you know, we're labeling him during his his, his TNA days, Fat Hardy.
1: Oh, I think we were labeling him (laughs) as Fat Hardy
0: a little bit before his (laughs) TNA days. Yes, uh,
3: Fat Hardy. But uh, but then, you know what?
0: But we also remember he's been been injured several times over. So I guess this actually does go to a good point to what you mentioned, Adrian. Because uh, he was injured, unfortunately, again... In his return to WWE, and unfortunately during the whole Woken uh, Warrior, the whole Woken brilliance. And he went away for a little bit because he had his, his final match against um, Bray Wyatt before he was out for a little bit. But if you've seen him now, he is actually a, a, a lot... He looks a lot skinnier. He looks a lot more fit. And if you notice, like, when he came back, he was very stiff in his movements. Like, he couldn't really mm-hmm. do a lot of the same moves. He's, but if you've seen him recently, at least in the, in the past couple weeks... He's almost like an entirely new person. He's a lot more mobile. He's capable of doing a lot more. He's nowhere near as stiff. A lot of his movements are a lot more fluid. So I don't really think, as much as I'd like to see them be in AEW, because I think that would be a great fit for (laughs) him. I don't think they're going away from WWE anytime
1: soon. They did did get put on a pre-show card again for this WrestleMania. Because they're also in the battle royale, the Mm -hmm. men's battle royale.
3: He probably got a hold of DDP to help merge, help work him through. Because, you know, Diamond Dallas Page tends, tends to, like, you, heal people with his yoga. DDP
0: yoga is no joke. I, I honestly <laughs> need to get back into it. But ever since I started, even though I kind of fell off uh, about a year ago.
2: Oh, yeah, it's uh, not even, easy.
0: No, it's it's not. But it is so rewarding because even that, even the, the about six or seven months I was doing it dedicated, I have five uh, herniated discs in the lower lumbar region of my spine. And it, I, it was a constant battle of pain. Like, it is, all right, how badly am I going to feel waking up? Is it going to be like, I can barely get out of bed? Or is it like, just, oh, I'm just going to just be feeling this for the rest of the day. Ever since I did DDP yoga, I have not felt any lower back pain since I can remember. That's just how like magical that stuff is. And I'm not getting paid to say that. Although, <laughs> hey, you know, time House page, if you want to throw us a check, And uh, well, I'll gladly
4: take her.
3: <laughs> we'll take any kind of donations. But I want to go back to how you guys are talking about like WWE taking care of the wrestlers. But they were not; they didn't have insurance through the company. They actually had to go independently to get their insurance. That I remember.
0: I was just saying I think that was only with uh, certain wrestlers. I mean, obviously, some of the bigger names they're going to take care of. They're going to do what they can, you know, to make sure.
3: Well, yeah, like John Cena is going to be freaking have an ass swiper for him if they can. But, uh, but, like, the younger, the lower tiered guys, you know, unfortunately, they they don't have that luxury of having the insurance. And insurance is a fucking arm and a leg.
0: I mean, even for the average person. Yeah, but imagine being a professional wrestler. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, and that's my big point. Like, I, I if there is – so, if, like, the big guys are being taken care of and the little guys aren't, I hope that one of them kind of steps forward and be like, hey, you know, John Oliver's right. They aren't doing shit for us. Like, we need to, to change And if Vince McMahon is like, hey, get out. At least we have, you know, AAW to go to. Because my big thing with, like, the whole AAW situation is that I don't want it to turn into, like, one of those things where it's, like, you know, like the Japan bracket. Like, where the W just poaches, like, their best people. And you use Japan as kind of like a jumping off point. Like, I would like it to be, you know, an ECW versus that kind of thing. and. It doesn't get there unless you have those top wrestlers, and if some of the top wrestlers are saying like, "Yeah, John Oliver's right, this sucks," and like leave, I think that's the the best thing that can happen for professional wrestling in general.
3: Well, they're they're taking a hit losing Dean Ambrose right now, you know, because he's got a huge fan base. I mean, yeah, the they're getting some people back from retirement like Beth Phoenix, but Dean Ambrose has a huge fan base, a lot of girls and a lot of guys definitely love him for the fact that he has this don't give a shit attitude. And as much as he stunted creatively, which is a huge issue for him, he's got that ability to be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to. Re- I'm not resigning after April when my contract's up, so I'm out. So, like, imagine if he does go into Cody Rhodes' division, like a lot of that fan base could probably follow.
0: No, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is if he goes to AEW again, that's going to be yet another huge, big name acquisition that's really going to be turning some some heads. But another reason why I think he definitely is going to go is because even in a recent interview, Seth Rollins said that you know his departure is breaking his heart. He can completely understand it, but you know when you work that hard, you do everything you're doing. He even said he was akin to a wild stallion who cannot be (laughs) caged.
3: Well, that's the thing, because they've been, they've been Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns have been doing this together for, since they started, you know, like since NXT, they, you know, they did their individual stuff in NXT. Then they actually teamed them up when they got into, in, was it 2012, 2014? And it's just, they've been, it's like, it's like if we were to stop talking, Anthony, You've been in my life for so long. We've been doing this road together. It's it's gonna suck. Yeah. You know, you're lo- he's losing his brother.
2: And then Mike comes in with a chair. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> exactly
0: you know it's it's it sucks yeah it, it really does so i mean i with all that being said i guess we can kind of actually get into the the, the actual wrestlemania the <laughs> actual wrestlemania now we kind of covered a lot of uh, <laughs> Well, we wanted we wanted to cover we want to touch on because we, we don't get this opportunity very often yeah, so no I, I like these kind of opportunities i'm glad at least we get to do episodes like this for for the big three for like you know royal rumble survivor series and wrestlemania and like you like you said from the beginning my kid this has been an interesting road to wrestlemania I mean, uh, the, the kind of push for Kofi out of nowhere was, a, was a welcome one, but it was kind of, uh, almost out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And then creative is like, all right, we can't ignore, nor can we continue to afford the audio budget to cut out the Kofi chance.
1: Yeah. We well, need to give him this push. And I, and I have to say this, as many, as many of their, as many Kofis as we're getting with this WrestleMania, we're also getting a lot of these really weird calls. That just kind of happened right before WrestleMania. Oscar losing the women's title. And, and that now was are Now they're doing no, it. That's the bullshit, main, I mean, man. No, that was garbage. That was a garbage <laughs> fucking call.
3: That's bullshit. She's so good. Better than freaking Ronda Rousey. I mean, come on. She's put so much effort into what she's done since NXT. She's got the fan base. You know, she's got a lot of... She's got her performance going for her. On top of the fact that even like the her character that she works with. You know? And she gets shot on all the time. And not only that, but there, there are other female wrestlers, too, that they haven't focused on lately. See,
0: that's exactly my point, too. Uh, the one thing that I, I would have to say is WWE is really garbage. And I think it's kind of the vindictive side of Vince McMahon is when they poach talent from, like, New Japan Wrestling or from Ring of Honor, or for Impact, or even from their own, from NXT, which is not Vince. That's almost entirely Triple H kind of running that show. Whenever it's anybody else that's not Vince's baby, he shits on him.
3: Kenta. Kenta. Perfect example. He just left the company. <laughs> he was so good. You know, he's the one that created the go to sleep. And since he's been constantly off um he's been out because of injury constant injury he finally got his release and he asked for his release and they gave it to him he's going back to japan but
0: even on top of that you look at um we'll probably be discussing this with some of the choices that we have in the actual card but if you notice just whenever anybody's brought from nxt or from other other brands it's very rare unless they were one of the biggest names that came from that that brand They 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 usually just get shit all over. Yeah, they do well. Maybe Nakamura. Perfect example. Nakamura. I absolutely love him.
3: Sammy Zayn. Where has he been? Where has Kevin Owens been? Kevin
0: Owens came back for a moment just to be you know the the
2: heel, the poster boy. And honestly, I don't
1: miss Zayn all that much.
2: Me either. (laughs) You know,
3: in NXT though, Zayn was good. You know, he had that fan base in NXT. He had that whole. You know betrayal of his friend and everything. And he was a great performer and he was well loved. But and then they went to the you, roster. You should come back as El Generico.
4: That's, just...
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a myth. of oh, Henrico doesn't work. Doesn't really exist.
0: But no, exactly to that point. I mean, exactly like Shinsuke Nakamura. They decided to turn him heel, which is turning Shinsuke Nakamura heel, which at least in WWE was. Such a weird move, especially the way they would decide to play out that storyline, and even just the continued use of him. Ever since he's turned heel, it's gone completely downhill. Asuka got completely like she finally, you know, she she got she, she got a women's title, and then and she then loses, loses it.
1: it. Uh, what oh. was
3: it? Was, did she lose to Charlotte Flair? Yeah, because yeah,
2: yeah, Charlotte is yeah. garbage.
3: She is. There's like, I'm I'm over <laughs> Charlotte. Come on, we've got who's not who's tired of Charlotte? Ke- and the worst
0: Thing is, is they you know they keep um. They keep, like, pancaking her. She keeps going heal to face, heel to face, heel to face, because nothing works for her. I can't make her work because yeah, she's not likable,
2: <laughs> and she's terrible in the mic, and she needs to go away. Yes, they you. And let these younger girls come through and own this, because her time is over. Get out of here.
3: So what happened to Bailey being the new John Cena for the, you know, the women's division?
0: Another good example, the moment she came up from NXT... I I can't even remember well, any. To be fair, set. to be fair, she is one half of the tag champs currently. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. Is again Sasha Banks too? Sasha Banks she yeah, she she won you know the women's title at least a few times versus you know uh, Bailey, and now they are the women's tag team championships. That's because you have to throw them both. Look at the women's division how they're mistreated, especially the NXT talents. So well, yes,
1: again, better than what it used to be, better you know? than how what it used to be. It? And I have to say this like. The, some of the most talented women's wrestlers have just started to really appear.
0: We, Me and Eric used We've to have. Actually- We've had Becky Lynch for the longest time, and they're just now doing something amazing with
1: her. <laughs> this, okay. To be fair, the, the man. <laughs> When, when me and Eric used to go back and forth on, on, you know, women's division and stuff like that, it, we used to have this iconic saying of no one pays to watch women wrestle. And it was because back then it was literally you didn't have very many good female wrestlers and most of it was just, you know, the eye candy. It was you, you go to watch the, the Britney Britney or the,
3: you guys had the the lingerie match, okay? <laughs> Let's not forget that. Oh, or the you know, okay.
1: or the King, you know.
3: Puppies!
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, unfortunately, luckily, we have gotten past yeah, well, that. We're now. getting away you from know, the
1: actually... Bellas and the, these. You <laughs> <know>. <laughs>
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a lot <laughs> that's of because you're a Ruby over Riot yet. fan. Because <laughs> oh, <whoa, whoa.
3: laughs> you're, you're a Ruby Riot fan, you like your girls' golf. I, I do, that's but. Why.
2: That's besides the
1: point. <laughs> um... No, I'm, I'm saying the, most of the like overly pretty, <laughs> like the the only the only reason why they're there is because they're pretty and they're kind of mouthpieces. Perfect
3: example. Kelly wasn't it Kelly Kelly? That's she's a horrible wrestler. I
1: absolutely love Kelly Kelly, but yes, she was a terrible wrestler for a very long time. She started to get better later on, but then she quit.
3: But and then when they brought her in for that special moment where she, Mickey James, um, wasn't it Diamond Dallas Page's wife? Or no, was it Undertaker's wife? Came in. And she just sucked. She was outshone by everybody.
1: Yeah, the only reason I think she, Undertaker's wife, and I cannot remember her. I cannot remember her name for the life of me. But I Mo- remember Molly
0: Holly came in and just whooped ass, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, but uh, yes. they
1: they gave Undertaker's wife the belt for a little while, and then she lost it. I think to Beth Phoenix, mm-hmm. and then.
3: Who, by the way, is coming back? Yeah.
1: Uh, she's she's in the women's tag match with uh, Natalia. So to start off, I, I, the the pre card show, I, I'm just gonna go over it very quickly. We now these have, aren't
0: gonna count. These aren't we gonna really are count. We are gonna give our predictions, for, for our but predictions, this is not but, gonna
1: Oh
2: go what? Th- Come on.
4: <laughs>
0: what is this? Just,
4: well because the, the pre show
0: you know, we're gonna treat the pre show the same way WWE pre- uh, treats the to pre be, show. Nobody cares. Oh, <laughs>
1: to oh, be gosh. fair to be fair, some pre show <laughs> matches I, I are pretty stop. easy to call. Yeah. Because one, we have the women's battle royale uh, it's the first pre-show card, and I think all of us have thrown in for Oscar at, at so, least on our side. So we have kind of
3: we all want Oscar to win.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. But the funny, funny thing is, so now with these predictions, we do have like kind of an absentee ballot for uh, yeah. John and for Eric since they couldn't join us. I get to be their mouthpiece for the day. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> oh, so God. you know, Adrian and and Cindy, who are your picks for the for this battle royal match for the women's battle royal match first?
3: The second women's battle royale, I I will add, because it took how long for that to happen?
1: True. A
3: while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love Asuka. I I really want her to win. She deserves it. You know, she had her moment. They took it away from her, and I really want her to win. Um, I, I want Naomi to win, too. Naomi's another good one. You know, she's constantly pushed back and constantly with the poor thing like she's she's been there for so long she did
0: have a really good push and she did have a she had a, a nice title reign that should have lasted longer but her injuries really well uh, made it get cut short
3: i could care less for lana she's just there mandy rose and eh. nikki cross i like nikki cross because she's fucking psycho
0: oh that's why i love <laughs> nikki cross but i know again because the whole nxt syndrome they're not gonna like give her anything right now if it's gonna be anybody she
3: just came up not too long ago yeah yeah
0: if they're gonna give it to anybody it's gonna be oscar
3: Hopefully, but then once again we've got Ruby Riot, ah, which I know my that's my
1: wish pick. That's, <laughs> my, that's my dirty. That's my dirty wishlist pick. But I know Oscar's gonna. I'm. I'm. My bet is on Oscar at least.
3: I. But then they also they've catered to Carmella a lot of times too, especially when she had what's his name as her puppy around the ring. So Carmella between Carmella and Oscar. But like I said, Oscar gets shit on too many times. I'm kind of like, come on, Vince, man the fuck up and give this girl a chance.
2: Yeah, I mean, mean, Asuka for sure. Like, I I don't think you can make her lose the title and then have her lose this match. And, I mean, you'll keep her relevant, but, like, just motivation and storyline-wise, like, she would have to win that.
0: Make sure the fans don't riot.
2: Yeah. Like, you're going to start off the show really bad if you don't have Asuka win that match.
3: (laughs) But not only that, but a lot of, even on Twitter, a lot of the wrestlers even talked, they even stood up for Asuka talking how that was fucked up that she... You know, she's not getting her chance to shine.
0: Velveteen Dream. He was uh, ready to riot.
3: Oh,
1: God. E- Eric Eric will kill me if I don't mention this. His, his pick is Oscar, or he will burn
2: everything down.
4: Yes,
1: it's actually written on here, or I burn this MF her down.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. A lot of Lana might come in and take it. You just, think just kidding. So? I'm
3: totally kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I was going to be like, I'm like, oh, my God, no. No, I totally kidding. No, she's. Yeah, she's too she's just pretty Why is she loose.
2: even in the ring? Is my uh, uh Yeah,
3: she's cuz she, she lost her accent too, didn't she?
0: Kind of. Kind I don't ever think I've ever remember using me.
3: She's not from Mother Russia anymore. She's become acclimated to an American
1: apparently. <laughs> so, following the women's battle royale, we have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, which is not just a mouthful. It it's also kind of a shit show. Me and Eric are both going with Braun Strowman. Well, I'm going with Braun Strowman too. I think, uh, I think Braun Strowman is honestly, like
0: you said, he's he's the only bigger name that this would help out. And this would give a kind of a more push, especially because Braun Strowman has been sidelined so many goddamn times.
3: And yet, he's one of Vince's favorite guys.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's so weird. That's
3: one of Vince's guys that he wants.
1: But as I was as I was reading the the entrance to this to John, he he chose Apollo Creed. I mean Apollo uh, Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> he he insisted it was Apollo Creed, so it's gotta win. Um which is, just makes him just as bad as the Miz. The Miz also did end up making
0: that mistake.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh Heath Slater. Really? Yep. No. No. no, no. Uh, I was gonna
3: say, wait a minute, what? Hey man. He him. still has kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. He's just been in that match like since the deception. They I I I just hope he just makes it a little bit longer this time. <laughs> My head of the WWE is going to do what I don't want it to do, says Braun Strowman, but I would literally, I don't really care for this match.
1: I would pay to see Jeff Hardy win it.
2: Yes. I would love to see, <laughs> well, I was going to say, if I could pick anybody, it'd be one of the Hardy, Hardy brothers to win. Uh, maybe to, to keep them, throw them a bone. And if, if that was like the angle that they're going, but I think Braun Strowman's going to win and it'd take like all 30 people against it to not let that happen the,
1: the thing that i have to i have to i have to i have to say is they they actually listed the lucha house party at, just as a group like they didn't actually mention the different I members they're just like the lucha house party's in this too all of them just all of them well the, the, I was gonna say well because the 205 live is also
0: one of the dumbest moves i think uh, wwe's ever done is to separate the cruiserweights from you know the main roster because, I mean, look at Eddie, yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Sure. I've said this once. I'm probably going to say this every time cruiserweights are ever brought, ever brought up. <laughs> the hey, fact by the way, Eddie, the next Guerrero, match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's part of the why so I said it. But and look at Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, if, the, if they would have had 205 Live back then, he never would have had the kind of push or been as popular as he was yeah. back then. The fact that they allowed the, the cruiserweights to be part of the actual main division, allowed them to tell more compelling stories, allowed people to kind of even branch out from that smaller division of wrestlers. And this is how and we got Rey Mysterio versus everybody. Exactly. Everybody. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so 205 Live, I, I love I love the fact that at least now we have cruiserweights again, and we, we give those people a chance, but I hate the fact that you know Vince treats it as like an NXT that's not even NXT. Yeah. It's, 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 it's even more tacked on than anything else. But yes, as you were saying... Uh the next match is of course a another pre-show cruiserweight match between
1: you know Murphy and Nice. Uh Buddy Murphy Tony Nice. Yeah. I I <clears throat> we really didn't know where to go with this one when picking. I me, Eric and Anthony just kind of said that Murphy's going to retain. Yeah. Uh John went with Nice just because he was like, "Okay, I'm going to be contrarian right now." <laughs>
3: I don't. I don't know which one I would choose. I mean, I'd probably stick with the champion.
1: Okay, so you think Murphy's going to retain?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of two hundred five live. I'm not going to lie, just because, like you said, it's like another thing to do (laughs) when it should just be a part of like the show that I watch. Like I shouldn't have to like schedule in another time to watch these same people wrestle. Like they they should be in the thing. So I'm just going to go with uh, retaining because does anyone? really care.
1: <laughs> no, and this is probably why it's oh, on, the, on the pre-show. Chris and this kind of is going to... I have to say this, with the 205 Live and with everything else that they've been doing lately, NXT, all that stuff, it, it's this large mess. It, there's more lore to WWE now than there is to Skyrim. it's <laughs> <laughs> too much. It's too, just much, too, much, just too much. The first match on the main card is the Raw Tag Team Championship. Oh,
0: that's the that's the, the raw tag team
1: championship. Yeah, this is the raw tag team championship. Yeah. Uh, the, revival the revival versus Zack
3: Ryder and, and Kurt Ryder Curt
4: Hawkins. Hawkins.
0: Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> See, if it, if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the title, if it wasn't for the title, I would say Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm taking it back. Just <laughs> I'm I'm willing to sacrifice this point just because I think it's funny. Okay. Hear me out. This is what I think is going to happen. So, Zack Ryder. There's been a lot of talk about him getting a push again. It would mm-hmm. be nice to see Zack Ryder because, again, we're talking about hard workers, Zach Ryder's on that list. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see him kind of come up and also at the same time help out Kurt Hawkins, who still has the defeated streak. He's never won a match. Storyline-wise, it would just be absolutely hilarious to see Kurt Hawkins finally not only break that losing streak – but then also end up walking away for maybe for the first time in, in, in as, WWE a reign, <laughs> as a champion as a champion. So to give Zack Ryder that push, like that, what a way to bring back Zack Ryder to make him a tag team champion with Kurt uh, Hawkins. And really, this is really Jobbers versus Jobbers because for the most part, other than you know winning the Raw Tag Team Championship, uh, the revival has been on a really bad losing streak themselves. They've been basically jobbing out to a lot of other people up until r- more recently. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins just to be – the just to do, just to do the laugh based off that story I've just given.
3: But wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if with Beth Phoenix coming back in, her husband comes in and brings it back with the three guys, Edge, Zack Ryder, and Hawkins?
0: No. I don't think it's happening. Oh. <laughs> that would be, be,
3: be cool. Don't get me wrong. Wrestle, awesome. WrestleMania like, what is the just...
0: show where you have like a, surprises like that kind of come up, but – I don't think that's going to be one of them, sadly.
3: Oh, boo.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I, going with Zach and Kurt, mainly just because I still love Zach Ryder. I've always loved Zach Ryder, and he deserves more attention.
0: See? Adrian, proving my point. Woo-woo-woo.
2: <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Give me some Zach Ryder love.
3: Uh, I mean, Vince McMahon loves shitting on Zach Ryder. I'm sorry. He just does. Every match the poor guy gets... It's always on. I am I mean, if I want to win, if I want a point in this contest, I'm going to go through Revival.
0: Yeah, if you want to defeat my streak, my undefeated streak, you're going to come with it. So that's why I think I'm giving this way as a freebie. Because <laughs> I want to see the Revival for that very reason. If you want to look at it from, again, the WWE company point. Uh, I would say revival, but this is the one time I'm willing to risk it for the biscuit and just say <laughs> Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> All right, so you're saying revival is going to retain?
3: Uh, yeah, but like I said, I'm hoping for the edge to like come in and, and make a sweep in and be like, let's bring this together, guys.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, John John also decided to go with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins.
1: Yeah, me and me and Eric went with the revival because honestly, there's not a lot of reason for them to change over the belt because they haven't had it super long. No. That's
0: um, so why I said realistically
1: they're probably going to retain. Realistically, they're going to retain. And honestly, yeah. there's a lot of other tag teams on Raw that kind of deserve a shot at that belt mm-hmm. more than Kurt Hawkins and Zach right? But, but <laughs> if, if you look
0: at it, <laughs> Rhino and Heath Slater never. nobody ever thought they were going to win the tag team championships for the SmackDown the tag team championship. Fair they won. enough. So, but to be crazier, fair. things have happened. Crazier things have happened.
1: I don't think the Rhino was meant to win that match. I think he just was like, I'm winning this match regardless of what they told me back today. <laughs> they like, no, that's not part of the script. He's like, damn your script.
3: Did he become mayor- or did he become governor yet, or was he still running? Or I don't know. Uh,
0: I haven't seen him wrestle in a while, unless he's doing dark matches I'm unaware of, which is possible. Well, rhino, mm-hmm. Rhino's in the uh, the uh, Battle Royale. Oh, is he? Yeah. I hate to say it, because I love Rhino and ECW, but that's just how forgettable that, that is. <laughs>
3: That, that's so sad. It really is. <laughs> All
0: right, so the the SmackDown Tag
1: Team Championship we Fatal Four Way. Yeah, that's they're, <laughs> oh, they're doing man. that. They're doing that for both the, the SmackDown Tag Team and the Women's Tag Team. So there's going to be a lot of names and entrants on this. But uh, we, of course, we uh, we have the Usos versus
0: you know you no know, Ricochet and Ouster Black versus the Bar versus Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Which we already know they're not going to win
1: because well, we never
0: well, got Rusev Day. To be and they fair, completely destroyed Shinsuke and Nakamura. So
1: my thing is this: I want, you now have three to choose. From. I want both the Bar and Rusev and Shinsuke to break up. Those, those tag teams no, no, need to no, end. No, 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 those no, no. two, those you can bro- kick rock, sir,
0: because the, the, the Bar is a fantastic tag team. I, I, I yes, they are. But I want to see them do a, their own thing. What is this
2: slander? Yeah,
0: like I love. I, I know it's, it's Cesaro, fantastic technical wrestler. He, he's a, a, a great individual. Um, then you also have uh, – wow, I forgot his name. Again, that's how, that's how bad it is. Seamus. Seamus. <laughs> so obviously we can tell who's the stronger member of that tag team. Yeah. But together, like separate, they weren't going anywhere, which is a shame because, again, Cesaro is such
1: Sheamus, a – Seamus won the title like three times.
2: Yeah, and nobody was happy about it. No, no exactly. Exactly. nobody was because he's a mayonnaise jar with some ketchup on the top. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. So,
0: but, but as the bar, they're not only entertaining – but they're also just a good tag team. Surprising, it's, it's the tag team nobody ever saw coming. But it's one of probably the best
1: tag teams currently going. Well, it's because they put two Muppets in the ring. They're they're both
4: Muppets. Well, you know, no,
3: Cesaro's, Cesaro's pretty good. He's done his own singles really exactly. well. I'm not I'm to not exactly. defend him.
1: But he looks he looks like Beaker's other uh, the other lab partner. Oh, oh. oh.
3: oh you're so mean! Yeah, yeah. Listen, Cesaro's good. Oh, he's got a nice ass. I'm gonna say that.
0: <laughs> so, so I know I see that Eric, you, Mike, and John are all going for you know Ricochet and Aleister Black. And you know what? I, I commend you guys for that. And as far as my personal pick, that's who I would go with. But again, we go back to the NXT syndrome. <laughs> I, I think that's really the biggest thing playing against them. Yes, they've been winning a lot of matches lately, which is comes as a surprise. Because both of them are phenomenal wrestlers, especially Ricochet. He's, he's a living spot machine. <laughs> I, I,
1: I honestly think that, and, and this is the thing, like the Usos have had the title for six months now going into WrestleMania. They had the title for almost a year prior to when they had lost it for, I forget, they, they only lost it for like four months and then they got it back. I don't even remember who took it from them. But essentially they've had a year and a half run with the tag team title for SmackDown. They need to lose it. And the best thing that they could do is lose it to Ricochet and Oscar Black. No, I agree. Again, that
0: would be the best way. But I think I have to go with the Usos on my pick. I'm gonna, go, I guess, I'm gonna be the contrarian since uh, like using that uh. phrase. I'm gonna say the Usos are gonna retain. I um, guess they may have had it for quite a few months, but I think what it's gonna come down to is one of the better feuds that are still out there are between the Usos and the New Day. Or even there's the talk of the Usos were wanting to face off against the Hardy brothers. In order for that to happen, they got to retain the title. The, the problem with Ricochet and Alistair Black is, yes, it, it's what they deserve. However, from a storytelling standpoint, where do you go with that? Like, who yeah. who are they going to rival with? Who? What's? Where and is they that don't have
2: go? a name yet, so they're not uh, marketable enough. How many times are you going to say Ricochet and Alistair Black? That just doesn't just doesn't go. Yeah. So uh, who who are
0: your, who are your picks, uh, Adrian and Cindy?
2: Um. This one's tough for me because I'm not a huge fan of the Usos because if I take like a week off from the WWE, they have like a new persona every five (laughs) seconds and I'm just fucking tired of it. Like pick something to say with it, please. So I would like for them not to retain. I think that they will, but I also don't have any feelings of any other way because i don't want shinsuke to keep on this trend of like his sh- shitty heel thing rusev is terrible i they, they've done a really good job of making me hate rusev uh, yeah the usos probably retain I'll, I'll go i'll go with the usos retaining as much as i don't want it to happen
3: it's just not even a not even a chance a choice they're just probably gonna keep it
2: so you're going with usos
0: retaining too cindy
3: um, uh, I mean, I loved, and it was at NXT that Aleister Black had his little cult going on with Nikki Cross and a couple of other ones. I loved how they had that going, and and it just sucks that they're not really keeping it within WWE, because um, I do like Aleister Black. The bar is entertaining. I don't mind looking at that ass. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I can't stand Rusev, not even from the day he started. I, he just annoyed the shit out of me. Shinsuke, I, if he were a single... On his own, doing his own thing, I'd fucking root for Shinsuke. But they're not giving us much, you know? Besides shitting on the good ones, I say that Usos are going to retain.
0: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So then, of course... We have an odd match, and we have a few won. odd matches coming up. Um, some of them make sense story wise, but yeah. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin doesn't, except for like what I discussed with you, Mike. I know you. The questioned. GM versus
1: GM. Yes,
0: match. I remember you because that's the only thing to me that makes sense why they. I, went co- I completely Rob.
1: forgot Baron Corbin was ever a GM. Yes, he's
0: the current GM as towards Kurt Angle was the the first GM in this this new era. Uh, for Raw. So it is that a kind of an old versus new, and it would be a great send-off for, for Kurt
1: yeah, this Angle. This is Kurt that Angle's respect. send-off match. And so, yeah. thus, it actually being labeled as his send-off match, I'm saying he's winning. Especially because Baron Corbin winning does nothing for Baron Corbin's character. <laughs> There's nothing for what he's going to do it, with Raw now. It would be a push, air quotes, but it wouldn't be a push that would actually
0: Matter. be meaningful or actually honestly push him anywhere because nobody's going to like it. Everybody's going to boo. Everybody's going to be pissed and not in the good kind of way. Well,
3: everybody was pissed. The internet was fuming over Corbin being the Exactly, opponent.
0: exactly. So unless either you, Cindy, or Adrian feel that Baron Corbin's going to win, I think it's pretty unanimous that we're all backing Kurt Angle on winning this one as his send-off match, as his goodbye.
3: Or right, what, if, what if there's a curveball and a sh- McMahon comes in <laughs> or Triple H comes in to be like, you know what, I'm the one that's going to send you off, bitch.
1: No, I mean, Hopefully that doesn't happen, because both Shane McMahon and Triple H are both <laughs> yeah, involved in matches, matches, and Stephanie McMahon's not going to come out and do anything to Kurt Angle. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I, I hope something happens in this match. I hope... See... My thing is that I like to give the WWE a benefit of the doubt when they say, when they do dumb shit like this. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. no, so let no. something crazy happen, like some old throwback shit to happen to like send Kurt Angle off like on a good note because why the fuck is he wrestling Baron Corbin? Why, why? Why is this a thing that's happening? And if he loses, this is like my first if he loses be riot match of like the, of the <laughs> thing. So it has to be. What great.
3: if, wait a minute. What if the edge comes in? And takes over the match and wins and becomes a new GM. So
0: seriously, you're, now Edge is going to interfere in two matches now? <laughs>
2: just the whole night? Yeah. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's just going <laughs> to interfere in every match. match.
0: He's, he's going to jump yeah. in. He's even going to interfere in the women's tag team match just to make sure that his wife wins.
2: <laughs> he's coming in the women's battle royale, throw Asuka out of the ring.
3: <laughs> For real. But he hasn't been acting in anything lately. has a show been on. I think they took a show off the air. Has he been getting that Hollywood money?
0: Probably not. All
3: right, then. So this probably needs that WWE we <laughs> All right.
0: So, but we're, we're all, we're all <laughs> on board with Kurt Angle winning this one, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it means nobody's getting you know. any points if somehow Baron Corbin pulls it out of his butt. <laughs> uh, okay, this is this is a kind of a good one. And it's really weird. I never thought I'd ever utter these words. First of all, it's a
1: falls count
0: anywhere Matt. <laughs> Which means we know it's going to get crazy, especially because Shane McMahon loves to put his body on the line. That's what I can respect of Shane McMahon no, versus I, I, Vince McMahon. No, I, I give Shane a lot of respect. Shane McMahon does know what it's like to be kind of a wrestler. He's uh, he's put his uh, body on the line numerous times over when he hasn't had to. And uh, he, he's he's definitely put in the work, and he's also, uh, at least from face value, actually cared about some of the talent and really tried to do what he can for them.
4: Mm-hmm. Kind
0: of. So, But it was really weird to kind of see Shane McMahon kind of take this heel turn more recently against The Miz, of all people, and... Hey, the Miz is the best face in this entire company right now. get the hell out of here. Get the (laughs) hell out of here. But what's weird is now we have Miz as kind of the face, but he's more of the face... Because he's going against somebody who's more heel than him right now. That's
1: how you do it, though. That's the correct way of doing it. You take two heels. Two heels can always fight each other. They can. The one one that's less heel ends up becoming face afterwards Yeah. for a little while. And then they go back to their heel ways later on. But that's (laughs) that's why I never
0: thought I'd ever utter the words. But I'm rooting for Miz on this one. Miz is my pick for the win on this. Because from a storytelling standpoint, again, it doesn't make any sense for Shane McMahon to win at all. It didn't make any sense for him to win... For him and a Miz to become tag team champions, but that was more, I guess, of, of a Miz thing. But the you know Shing Man kind of got tacked on, so he can kind of add that. The, the Miz deserves all the pushes, all the pushes. I don't know about that. <laughs> I will say, just just like uh, Rusev, the, the WD's made it so that you know Adrian absolutely hates Rusev in the, the best way possible. The same way for me and Miz, <laughs> like I I absolutely hate or hate stronger, but strongly dislike with a burning passion. <laughs> miz because it's like but it's good like in a, in a good way he does that great of a job of being that heel type character but i i'm in this case he's a
3: good shit talker he's a really good shit talker
0: but yeah i'm, I'm going with the miz on this one um uh, also pretty, pretty much almost everybody's going with miz again miz on this one really uh, what, what about you adrian and cindy
2: i hate the miz uh i'm not i'm not over <laughs> i'm not over his scene of feud yet I know, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still not over it. And I just, I've just never, I've just never, ever, ever liked the Miz. Um, I, but I think because it's a false count anywhere match, they're going to give it to Shane because I'm sure Shane's going to do some crazy stuff. So I'm going to go with Shane just because it's a false count anywhere match.
0: Okay. All right.
2: And because I hate the Miz. So like, fair enough. That's know, trying to throw some logic into my uh, feelings. Perfectly good reasons.
3: I'm going to go with McMahon. I, cause first off, he's a McMahon. Okay. He does a lot more entertainment wise. You're always on the edge of your seat with this guy. Like, holy shit, he does a sign of the cross because he doesn't know if he's going to survive himself. You know? <laughs> Remember that when he jumped off the cage?
0: Which time? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to For be more specific, time. Cindy. <laughs>
3: The la- was it when he was against The Undertaker the last time when we had seen it together, remember?
0: Oh, we're together, yeah. When we were all together, that was the last time. Yeah. Seen
3: I mean, the-, the Shane McMahon takes every hit he can, and he pushes himself to do the best he can. And The Miz, what was it, that argument that him and Daniel had? Oh,
0: yeah, that he never puts his body on the line. He never really fully commits himself to it out of fear of injury.
1: The, exactly. the only issue that I have with this is it's only the fourth match into the actual show and he cannot break an announcer's table that early. So I don't <laughs> think Shane's going to pull this one off. Well, that's why it's false count anywhere because they can anywhere. go do somewhere it's else. It's going to go
2: into the stands. It's going to go to the back. You know. There's
0: tables. There's lots of tables the back other there. Tables. okay Yeah. Exactly the point.
3: The baby agrees it's going to be McMahon. <laughs> All right.
0: So this, this, was, this is a tough one to call. We have the Women's Tag Team Championship.
3: Was, so,
4: which uh, yes. is
0: again also a huge thing. I mean, it was—it's it, been a long time coming that the women finally got a tag team championship. Uh, at least now we have large enough divisions where we can actually have that happen. Uh, but we have, of course, the retaining champions or the current champions. I, I kind of gave my guess away already: Sasha Banks and Bayley against Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Nia Jax and Tamina Snuka versus the Iconics. Now. I know I'm going to get a lot, a lot of hate or a lot of judging for my, my personal pick, like not my actual betting pick, but who I my guilty pleasure pick would be the Iconics. I love the Iconics because they're just so they're, really they're ridiculous. They're they are absolutely ridiculous, and they they actually are surprisingly good technical wrestlers. They did a great job in NXT personality wise. They're just they're fun to watch because just how how terrible they're they're incredibly bad is what it is. So to see them actually, like, get knocked out early and then kind of end up sneaking in and taking the win, that's what I would hope for. But I honestly think that Sasha Banks and Bayley are going to retain because this is WrestleMania. And I just don't think they're going to give to Nia Jax and uh, Tamina Snuka yet.
3: But you also got Beth Phoenix coming in. I know they have Beth Phoenix.
0: If
2: Beth Phoenix and Natalya win this match, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's just (laughs) so dumb if if that happens. I, I just can't. I can't.
0: Uh, yeah, because I mean, Beth Phoenix. That's that's an a, a, actually a complaint that a lot of people are having as far as returning older talent is that they seem to be getting over a lot of the newer talent that honestly deserve it. And don't get me wrong, you know, Beth Phoenix is a legend in in her own right. Uh, but even Natalia is. They're both still kind of the older generation of wrestling. So I agree with you fully, Adrian. They are definitely not the people that really kind of deserve. To be the winners,
2: yeah. Like if this wasn't something like where she was just coming back and you know she's p- pairing up with like her her old friend and stuff, that's cool. I mean they have a good relationship. I think there's a lot of compelling things there. But to come and do it and win the match over like a Bailey and Sasha Banks, which is who I'm going with, just because I like them so much, um, and I think that they have more of a claim to kind of keep the push. And if you're if this thing is kind of more about you know the women main eventing and all that stuff, I think you have to keep pushing Bailey. And Sasha Banks over, you know, the competition that you have here, you know, Beth Phoenix and Natalya, older guard Nia Jackson, and Tamina Snuka aren't the most entertaining, I don't think. And the iconic, I think, are still too new and might still, like you guys have said before, suffer from that NXT syndrome where they might get something later, but I think it has to stay with Bailey and Sasha.
1: So me and Eric both said that Nia Jackson, and Tamina Snooker are probably going to end up taking this, although we kind of both hope otherwise. I have my money more on Beth Phoenix and Natalia if I have my way, because I like the old guard. I, they're Adrian, both good personalities to me.
0: Adrian hates you, and, and I just despise you.
1: That. that's
2: fine <laughs> i don't have a problem with them specifically but just like oh i'm gonna come back and wrestle in wrestlemania and win a championship just because i'm the old guard i think is a terrible way to run that storyline
1: no that and that's fine um and then eric's Eric sideline pick aside from nia jackson tamina Snuka was that sasha and, uh banks and bailey were that's, gonna retain really
0: the way it's gonna be and then oh, oh yeah and also john of course was for sasha banks and bailey as well yeah
1: now yeah. we're halfway through it <laughs>
0: yeah so that brings us into the <laughs> United States Championship. So we have Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. And as much as I love Rey Mysterio Jr., uh, again, somebody who's been with the company for so long. And yes, he's... He, he, held he, every title. Yeah, Grand Slam with the, champion. Yeah. But I mean, he, he's just, he's so athletic. He's charismatic. He's kind of the, the total package, which you expect in a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, so giving him a United States Championship is kind of what he he needs. I, I'm, at the same time, though, Samojo—he's been with the company for a while from from TNA Impact—and he deserved a championship. I, he honestly, I think I still don't know why he hasn't been given the WWE Championship or even the Universal at least at one point or another. I, I think he's going to retain. I'm going with Samojo on this one.
1: Yeah. I think m- me, Eric, and John all agree with that. Yeah, I, it, I, it, Ray Mysterio winning a title at this point in his career. I honestly, I think it's a good thing for Samoa to take it and move forward with his story, and, you know, Ray, Ray can go wrestle Chris Jericho or something. <laughs> Ooh, I'd love for him to go to AEW. I just wanted to wrestle Chris Jericho again. For the longest time after that feud happened, Chris Jericho still would land on the ropes in 619 position. He just did it instinctually because that feud went on for like two years. It became muscle memory. It literally did. He was wrestling Randy Orton and he fell into the 619 position and Randy Orton didn't know what to do. (laughs) So he went into viper stance. All right,
0: Cindy and Adrian, who are you
2: to pick between Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship? Uh, six one nine, man. I'm never gonna root against Rey Mysterio. I'm too brown. I can't. I can't do it.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Take yeah. the words out of my yeah. mouth. <laughs> Damn you! I can't root I can't I against go with him. Mexico.
2: Um, and I, and I, and I think I would like to see Samoa Joe lose, so he does get that push for one of the bigger belts because I think he deserves a big. I don't. He's bigger than the United States Championship, in my opinion. And I think like Rey Mysterio at this point. You know, I just think he's, he's brown. He was the United States Championship. Politic, like social commentary wise, it makes a lot of sense for him to win it. It's it, it just perfect package for me. And I want to see Samojo, you know, get into those Universal Championships and, and things like that because he deserves to be there for sure because of how good he is and, and things like that. So
0: I agree. I think, but that's why I think I chose Samojo because I think he needs to marinate with the United States Championships for a little while longer. Then he can, then they'll like give him that push. But no, you made some excellent points. Yeah, for
2: sure, for sure. As long as he's not facing Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Rey Mysterio.
1: Okay. Uh, and this is this is going to be my favorite match of the night. Regardless of what happens in anything else, I don't care. Intercontinental Championship: Bobby Lashley versus Finn the Demon Baylor. Finn, I
3: Finn, think everybody's everybody everybody went with Finn. Finn, and we
1: all we all accentuated this with: <laughs> if he does return return the demon persona, he has to win this match. One. And it also goes with Bobby, Bobby Lashley does not really need an IC title to be Bobby Lashley. He no. he can go do something else. He, him, him and Samojo can go off and do something else. If if both of them lose their titles here, they can just go do something else. They could be AJ Styles' next opponent
2: next year.
1: Because <laughs> AJ Styles has to wrestle at WrestleMania because he's AJ Styles.
2: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, um, I'm. 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 Same same If he comes out as the demon Finn Balor, but I really do still like Bobby Lashley. Um, so I think in any other circumstance, Bobby Lashley would retain unless Finn comes out as the demon because just character wise, he he would have to win, or it's just a waste of waste of the pot.
0: So yeah, I think every, that, then that 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 does it. Everybody's going for <laughs> Finn Balor. So we pretty much knew it was going to be. Now my, my other question though is, uh, is Le- Leo Rush going to be? In the side, is he going to be the manager to this match? Is he
1: is a factor? I do not know. They they didn't have that. They didn't have that on. The I don't. Either. I don't
0: remember if that was kind of brought up because he. Leo Rush is the reason why uh, Bobby Lashley lost the Intercontinental Championship in the first place. Before, of course, getting it back.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but yeah, so Finn Balor all the way, and everybody's kind of rooting to see the demon come back. Yeah, um, the match that came out of nowhere, and I don't think anybody fact that, than really than the wanted, fact that Trip
1: wants to always wrestle at WrestleMania as well. He has
0: he has he has a, a slight Vince a Vince complex, yeah. But at least he he knows how to run a successful show with NXT. But you have yes Triple H versus Batista because Batista decided to come back out of nowhere, be all angry at his former best friend Triple H, and I'm going to fight my friends. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I need something because I'm do. the
1: Batista.
0: <laughs> I need I need to do something while I wait. For Guardians of the Galaxy three, so let me go and wrestle Triple H. That's <laughs> what it was. It was so weird. He just came out of nowhere. He beat up Ric Flair on his birthday, and it's like,
1: are you listening now? It's like, when did you start talking? <laughs> no, and this and this is the thing. Batista has to come back and beat up everybody that was part of that stable. And this is hit. This is the this is the this is the crescendo to that. He has to beat Triple H in this match. He has to. See. Even with Trip, Trip's ring career on the line, because you know it doesn't matter. Trip bought back. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> we'll Go
2: back because he's, he's just a slight Vince. Con- he has the Vince complex. He's he's not going anywhere, even if he loses.
0: No, that's exactly the point Mike w- was making. Is uh, there's really nothing. He brought on the Shawn line. Michaels
2: out of
1: retirement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <he did. laughs> and that was a retirement that mattered. That one was heartfelt. Like I love Shawn Michaels to death. When he when he lost that match to Undertaker, I was like, oh my god, Shawn Michaels will actually retire. And this, Then Trip had to bring him back. No, the, 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 the true that was
0: the end of an era and just how emotional it was for all three of those men. You saw Triple H, you saw Undertaker, and then you saw Shawn uh, Michaels. Shawn Michaels, yeah, and then just just the three of them just walking together. Kind of supporting one another, and then like you said they ruined it with, with bringing them back for that match the Brothers of Destruction versus DX because we needed that. <sighs> I think, trip, whatever, for whatever reason, whenever anybody comes back, Triple H has to beat them. It, it's dumb, but that's usually how it works. The only time Triple H ever loses is if it is if it's to put somebody else over, that's the only reason why he lost against Seth Rollins because that was what really gave Seth Rollins that huge push. He was the Kingslayer. That was his moniker for a little while because he was able to beat Triple H. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, Batista, the, Batista has no real skin in the game. I know there's rumors of him being around for a little while until he's going to be doing many of his other movies, including <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But I just the, – really, the, it doesn't matter who wins because it, it doesn't improve anything story-wise for either of these two individuals. But like I said, Triple no, H –
1: Triple H needs to make an even more heel turn. He needs to be the super heel because he <laughs> needs to just be like, no, there was no actual stipulations to that match. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do because I'm king. Exactly. <laughs> so, thus, Batista has uh, to win. So, yeah. So, you and John are saying Batista.
0: Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, Eric and I agree – on something for once, that it's going to be
1: Triple H because Triple H. Well, Eric doesn't vote against Triple H, kind of like how Adrian doesn't go against Rey Mysterio. Well, it, for Triple H, H is is Eric's, like, spirit animal or something. I don't know. <laughs> I feel so sorry for him.
2: <laughs> so, uh, what, what are your picks? Triple H, Batista? Um,
3: I-, I say Triple H. Ooh.
2: Yeah, I'm going with Batista just because I think... Unless, like, he was just really bored in between filming. <laughs> <laughs> like, him, I mean,
3: there's a lot of emotions going on the, on the end game set, so he probably has to unleash.
2: Just just him coming in, like, beating the shit out of Ric Flair has to mean something. Like, you can't just beat the shit out of Ric Flair and it not mean something, goddammit. Well, the, mean, the meaning is,
0: to
4: screw Ric Flair.
2: <laughs> Unless, like, Triple H was just like, hey just go beat the shit out of this old man <laughs> and then we'll just use it to have a WrestleMania match. And then I'll just beat you and I'll give you some money. Like, is how I feel like that conversation, it sounds legit. but I would like, but it
3: sounds legit.
2: I would like, I, I didn't think about like the whole, you know, I'm the King turn of like him having, having him losing that match. And that seems more interesting than, you know, him winning the match because it's triple H. I would like to see him lose and be like, yeah, you thought I was going to retire. I'm never going to retire. You know, I'm the game, blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm the King. Exactly. So, Batista for multiple reasons.
1: All right, so then we have AJ Styles versus uh, Randy Orton, and I have—I actually have a—I have a—I have a segue to this. So the only way that I think Randy Orton loses this match is if Batista beats Trip straight up, and then he interferes in this match by kicking Randy <laughs> Orton in the head. Because he I'm owes Randy Orton a kick to the head. And, the,
4: and then and then on top of that,
0: Edge is just, <laughs> just going to jump in for Yes! <laughs> That's
4: what's
3: going to happen. And Christian's going to get jumped in, too. Gonna <laughs> Christian's going to be like, one night. more match.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> I say Randy. Randy Orton, come on. The guy doesn't freaking lose unless, you know, you actually pay money to lose, but it's just like, that's what he does. You know, he's just Randy Orton. Yeah.
2: What about you, Adrian? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Randy Orton, Um, uh, just because I'm still holding out hope that we'll get the legend killer again at some point. Yes. And so I want him to stay relevant as long as possible because I want him kicking people in the face. I know we'll never see it, but I just, I've just never really gotten the appeal of AJ Styles. I'll, I'll say it and I'll be honest. i He's never, you know, tickled my fancy. No, I, I, I hated uh, him on TV. I, so. I hated him.
3: I've liked, yeah. I'm
2: not, I'm not a he huge fan. I don't get it. Give me Randy. He Orton. He doesn't
3: stand out. He doesn't stand out as much. Yeah, he has that one move, but
2: the phenomenal forearm.
3: He doesn't. Li- <sighs> yeah, but dude, like, how many times does Randy Orton does a freaking? Uh, oh, crap, diamond cutter. Just it. call him no, diamond guys. cutter.
0: It, it is the diamond cutter, <laughs> but no, the RKO. <laughs> the RKO out of nowhere.
3: He's yeah, basically the, been memeified. The, like, how many times? He catches everybody, one at a time, and then he'll friggin', you know, like, he's... Dude, he did
1: six in a row once.
3: That's the RKO. Six in a row. Yeah, we
2: need exactly we need it for the memes. Like Randy Orton needs to win for the memes. <laughs> the, I, I like. He that. caught
3: Seth Rollins mid air with the RKO. That was a lot of trust right there between the like, two. I like. I
0: like that slogan. I think we're going to use that for the match. Do it for the memes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes with phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal See, this movie is just stupid. <laughs> and he catches them while he's doing it, and then he then he wins, and it's it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I, I would say AJ Styles. Uh, it would have been better if they would have brought Bullet Club or since they can't call Club... If Bullet he had Club, a gimmick the or, or any mic skills or yeah. well, he's, a, he's, appeal, he's, appeal. He's, he could use some appeal. He's okay on the mic, but only like uh, when he was going against John Cena. There was at least like an argument in the storyline there. Outside of that, yeah, there's not really much for him. Which is funny cuz the only person who was really going for AJ Styles apparently
1: was uh was John, John. Just because no. John doesn't like, and this is this is the it. opposite of the Triple H and the Rey Mysterio. John just doesn't like Randy Orton. He will always go against <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, another man. kind of out
0: there match. I guess it kind of makes sense because there's been a long standing. It's the game. comeback. <laughs> match. Well, it's As there's I'm calling there's, it there's because... been a long standing feud, yes, between the Shield and Drew McIntyre's little. Uh, crew that he had which Dolph Ziggler has become Dol- Dolph Ziggler has become non-existent yet again but yes oh, you s- well,
3: speaking of undercards let's go back to that yeah, topic
0: <laughs> but you have of course Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre so let's all do it at the same time 3, 2, 1 Roman Reigns lol
2: Roman Reigns yeah Roman Reigns
1: <laughs> it it's it, but it's a match that doesn't because even matter I, and it's Roman Reigns like returning from near dying dumb
0: This match is dumb. We all know Roman Reigns is going to win. And I do want to touch on this. I I know that his leukemia is real. I would never doubt that. uh, But what I find really, I'm really hoping I'm wrong. Again, I want to give WWE the benefit of the doubt. But I really think that they used that to kind of work an angle because he was gone for a very short period of time and they kind of brought him back because he had a lot of heel heat when he's not a heel. A lot of people did not like Roman Reigns. A lot of people still kind of don't like Roman Reigns because they've made him the new John Cena. When he comes in, there's no... Don't
2: disrespect John Cena. Don't
0: disrespect John Cena. I love John Cena. Don't get me wrong. But there was this, the Super Cena, the kind of phase yeah. that he was in, to where if he was there, there was never any stakes. You knew he was going to win unless he lost uh, Dirty because of the person. He who's lost Dirty a
1: lot, though. Like, I remember his Superman phase, and he still lost a
0: lot. No, 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 he, he didn't. Because what's sad is even when somebody would pull something Dirty, he'd still kick out a two. And he would still end up winning that match. And that's kind of the way Roman Reigns has gone. So I think to try. I'm again. I really hope I'm wrong, and, and uh, I hope nobody's upset with me saying that. But I really think they tried to push the leukemia angle to kind of gain, get him some sympathy. To get,
2: a, yeah, like, I don't. I just don't think he should have been in this this WrestleMania. I think if you're going to play off that and kind of like have a return match, you have one bigger than Drew fucking McIntyre. Like. <laughs> As much as I don't like Roman Reigns, I don't like, you know, his ability on the mic, I don't like his character, he is a genuinely good dude and he deserves, Roman Reigns is like the person deserves better than a Drew McIntyre WrestleMania match. I agree. He just deserves better.
1: I agree. I would have actually been fine with them giving him the, the, the slot with Daniel Bryan and having him come back and try to get a title shot. No no,
0: no, 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 no. No, but I'm not trying to not push do Kofi
1: do... out. I'm not trying to push Kofi out because I love Kofi. No, no but even then, you, that's the worst thing you could do.
0: I like, guess. Well, okay, no, but, but
1: that's a good way for him to lose and then kind of come back because he's still within that title people, circuit of people. No, people but, would
0: still be pissed off that Roman Reigns would be given a title shot when he just came back because then again that just further goes to the whole point of Oh, you don't. No, I think it's, bad. No, I think it's bad.
1: I think it would be but bad timing now. missing what up. I'm saying is, absent of other storylines going on, if he were to come back, but for you're me- also
3: missing the fact that for his brother, because don't forget, Dean Ambrose was always attacked by Drew McIntyre, so it could be an honor for Dean Ambrose as a send off. Yeah. It could think be. About it. I it could
1: don't be. even think they're gonna mention Dean Ambrose leaving the company i it's going to be that kind of thing no they're, like, they're, because the, that the way is... that Dean Ambrose is leaving they're not even gonna they're not they're not gonna he's going to be like Left out of everybody's storylines because of the way they want him to disappear. Yeah,
0: they they don't want to give it any attention to him leaving because then wherever he goes, that's where people are going to follow. Exactly. There.
3: But we all know when they can't get rid of it like that. No, they want they him wouldn't.
1: to fade into they, obscurity. They but and that's just how WWE does things, especially when people leave in in more dramatic fashion like that.
0: Alright. Then yeah. we have the match. I think uh, a lot of people are really looking forward to Daniel hey, Bryan. He, versus Kofi Kingston. This is such a weird story, but I mean that in a good way because Daniel Bryan was Kofi way back when. He was the person labeled as the B-plus player, the nobody. There's no way he's going to do it. And it's kind of funny how too they kind of had that gauntlet match for him. They're like, okay, Kofi, you want this shot at WrestleMania? You're gonna have to go through this gauntlet match in order to, you know, get that shot. Versus Daniel Bryan when he did it or was at WrestleMania, and his gauntlet match was to actually win the title. So there's a lot of interesting parallels that I I've been waiting for.
1: I've been waiting for Kofi to get this push for what feels like ever. Like it I, has been I, forever. Like ten years ago, I was like, Kofi needs. To get out of the, the TV title, IC title, US title, like muck that he was in, and him being tag champ for a while, and then they did a whole bunch of other stuff with him and just kind of kept him in the mid card level, he's needed this push. Nope. And he's one of the. He's one of. Uh, especially of the MVPs and Kofi Kingston and um, the. Other people that just have not gotten that kind yeah, of push that they deserve. Yeah, that kind of push that they've deserved. He. he embodies all of them at this point because he has been a workhorse for this company for a very long time and I absolutely love Kofi. My favorite part of any Royal Rumble is seeing what new creative way
0: Kofi Kingston is going to be able to stay, stay in the, the ring. Match.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the thing is, him with Dan-, Dan O'Brien is such a good wrestler himself and he knows how to push people and he knows how to, you know, how to wrestle with everyone else, regardless of he doesn't care about himself, but he wants to have that other person, his opponent, to shine. So being matched against Daniel Bryan, I think, is perfect because they're both they're wrestling are like he's more Kofi's more acrobatic, while Daniel Bryan has more of the Japanese style. And for them to go against each other, I think, would be an amazing match to see.
4: Oh no,
0: I think I think it's going to be you know one f- for the record books because they're both great technical wrestlers. They both have. Different, very, very, different acrobatic styles that are, make for some great spots, and I definitely think it's going to be one we're going to be talking about for a little while. Well, depending on the outcome, of course.
3: And Daniel Bryan seems the kind of guy that would let Kofi get that. Chance that But
0: remember, it's that is the problem. It's not up to Daniel Bryan who would win. If it was up to Daniel Bryan, we all know Daniel Bryan would have no problem passing over the title to Kofi Kingston. Which, again, I mean, Daniel Bryan—the the direction creative took him—is also a weird one. Now he's this this
1: and, and this I, new I,
0: age hippie. He's just I like, have
1: to say this: when Daniel Bryan first got brought up from NXT, I absolutely hated him. I absolutely hated him. He, his, really, because he was that weird internet fan favorite thing that happened with him, and that's literally the only reason why he got called up is because literally, if he did not get brought up from NXT, the internet would have rioted. And He's the underdog, he, he, yes, and that that gimmick works for a little while, but it he he played it too long, too far, and th- some of the people that he got brought up in with NXT from like the Heath. Uh, I wanted to say Heath Ledger. No, uh, he, you meant to say Heath Slater. yes. Heath Slater. Well, because there was there was the the Nexus. <laughs> that, that, that the first, Nexus was the name of the Nexus stable group. Stable. Went, he broke away from them early,
0: and they all of, lost against
1: Super Cena. By the way,
0: yeah. <laughs> the
3: entire night. The, the night
1: of the night of uh, what was it like? Five Bray
3: Wyatt was a part of that Nexus too, right?
1: Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, I hated him too. Uh, <laughs> That, that group that all got called up all at the same time, essentially because they, that was the first NXT kind of takeover, like the Nexus comes and they literally tear up the ring, tear all the WWE logos off of everything, beat the crap out of Cena, drag him out of the ring, beat the crap out of his opponent, I don't even remember who it was, drag them out of the ring, and they just all take up places on the, on the ring posts and just kind of like, mean mug the cameras for 20 minutes while the show closes out on Raw. Like that was a phenomenal thing. But unfortunately, it made it seem like the only reason why most of those guys got brought up was because of no one liked the guy that won NXT that year. And everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to come up. So the only way to bring Daniel Bryan up was to bring everybody up along with him. Now, so I, I hated him for a while because of that. And then when he when he was team hell no and team hell yes, I loved him. <laughs> yeah, complete 180 I did just because that that tag team was go, phenomenal. Go, go face? Yeah. I do not look like a goat. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean,
0: let's, let's go. Let's go for, well, before we go into our picks real quick, I, the one thing I do want to mention too in regards to the whole Kofi uh, Kingston Dana Ryan thing is there's a lot of rumors buzzing around that there's going to be a heel turn and they're going to try and break up the New Day, which would be the dumbest thing they could possibly do no. but there's there's word that it's it may be big e that's gonna end up being the one that kind of turns on them i'm not really sure what their mindset in that being or how that rumor ever came to be or why anybody would ever make such a dumb rumor but i mean if anybody were if we we're to ever entertain this idea it would make more sense i think for you know xavier woods to be the one to kind of turn on kofi than big E. yeah
1: Woods, Woods has always kind of had a... Had, like He appears to be the one with the more dick streak, I guess. Like, he what? could totally make a heel turn and it would fit. <laughs> well, not,
4: dick well, well, not
1: only that, but just Xavier Woods. I, I love Big E, but
0: uh, if we want to talk about who's magic on the mic out of the three of them, Xavier Woods definitely has the, the best Woods. presence out of all of them. So I think a, a feud between Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods would be money. But... I still think that. It's like,
3: but why do they always have to do that with teams? Like, if the teams are doing so well, why would they? Because break them it's WWE. WWE is That's what happens
1: with stables. Stables break up, and the thing is, is they always they always break up based on a heel turn. Yeah. Almost, almost unanimously. Well, I mean, look at the Shield. The Shield was doing fantastic,
0: but then I guess that did that did. They were a heel stable. That that worked for the Shield, but I don't think that would. Did it? It did. It did. But I do not think it would.
1: It would work for the New Day. No, I, I really don't. And, and honestly the way that the new day it, it the, functions the, they're who cohesive. they are. Yeah. yeah the power positivity. Exactly. I don't think a heel turn for any one of them makes a lot of sense. It doesn't. And honestly I I I vote I'm voting with Kofi on this one especially with this match. Me and you are finally in agreement. Yes. <laughs> I know that, I know that's super rare. But you and I are team Kofi all the
0: way. It is Anthony yeah. Mania because it's my birthday weekend and it is Kofi Mania. Oh. And yes. it is Kofi Mania. Because my birthday—that's my birthday wish. I, when I when I blew out my candle, <laughs> I even said, "Please let Kofi be the WWE champion." Oh <laughs> crap! You're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> no, I jinxed <laughs>
3: it. Why would you do that? He's oh, still taking God, it. No, no. John, the, John
0: and Eric both. The, the, the power positivity <laughs> is still going to get him to win it, regardless of my uh, mistake.
3: I give my birthday happiness to Kofi, so I, I say Kofi,
2: Adrian. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Kofi, especially because you know Daniel Bryan jumping on like the B-plus train, <laughs> I think, kind of solidifies that for sure.
0: Yeah. Indeed. And then, of course, um, John and Eric. Why is Eric going with Daniel Bryan? I need to hear the story of this. Did he give you need to give a reason? I need to know.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I think it was just the fact that he, he wants Kofi to win. But, but he, he never gets what he wants when it comes to the WWE title. Okay. So he's just like, it's going to be Daniel Bryan. No,
0: I, I think I think this is this is too big of a stage. I think this is too big of an event. And there's been already such a, a pretty good storyline leading up to this that it would be a huge mistake and also people would riot in the event that Kofi were to lose this. Here. There's, it doesn't make any sense for him to lose it here and then win it at some other pay-per-view. This is
1: the pay-per-view he should be winning it at. Uh, and then we get to the shittiest match on the entire card. <laughs> Just because Brock Lesnar's in it, <laughs> oh my God, Brock
0: Lesnar oh, versus God. Seth Rollins. You know this is this was the shot that he won from the Royal Rumble. This is his opportunity to win the title and become not only the King Slayer but the Beast Slayer, adding another notch on his. And this is Lesnar. another
1: reason why I'm saying that Seth Rollins is going to win this match. Uh,
0: but the, 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 here's my thing: There's Brock a, doesn't lose. Well, not mm. only that's that. Look, look at the way it works. The only reason why He's Seth gonna Rollins – He's going to disappear for
1: six months anyways. Take the title away not... from him so somebody else can actually wrestle on Raw know, or SmackDown with the title. You were talking about Vince's guy. Brock is Vince's guy. I know Brock He's... is Vince's guy, but everybody
0: needs to shoot Vince's guy in a leg. They do. Choose a leg. Shoot him in. I, I do not support violence, but if that were to happen, I'm just saying <laughs> – I almost want to use the line for Rocky. If he dies, he dies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm so done with Brock Lesnar, but sadly, done with Brock sadly, Lesner. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar for that very I think reason. Brock
1: Lesnar's done with Brock Lesnar. I,
0: I, I'm going with Brock Lesnar because, uh, from a storytelling standpoint, yes, it'd be better for Seth Rollins to win. He, again, he adds that title. He's now the the Beast Slayer on top of things. But you look at all the opponents he's faced. He's faced. Uh, don't be wrong. Seth Rollins is a, a great wrestler, but he's fought against people that are built bigger or built in a way that's more realistic that they could beat Brock Lesnar and they have failed. I mean, the only person recently that has beat Brock Lesnar clean, without any additional, like, um, it being uh, cashing in, which is the only reason why Seth Rollins won it from him that time to begin with, is uh, is um, Goldberg. Over. Oh, Goldberg. Goldberg. And even then, Goldberg lost the second time they faced off against each other. So I just don't think it's realistic for Seth Rollins to win, especially because this is a...
1: Well, Brock, this Brock, is not had a... to, Brock had to lose against the original Brock. Come on. <laughs> but this is not you a... Know, you don't beat Goldberg at being Goldberg. It's <laughs> not how it
0: works. But this is not a non-DQ match. So I just... Without it being a non-DQ match, I just don't see how Seth Rollins is going to get away with this. Unless... He pulls some weird... Well, does he need... Stuff. Does you think he necessarily would have to win? Three? I do. I honestly feel like he... There would have to be some kind of interference involved in order to win. I do not see him winning clean. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. But we're, this is WWE we're talking about. And... That's just not how they do things. So I'm going with Brock Lesnar as much as I hate to say that. I'm
1: just going with what I know WWE is going to do because, you know... Well, okay. So here here's my thing on this. So at the end of... At the end of Raw... Yeah. At the end of Raw on Monday, he kept kicking him in the dick. Yes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well Rollins Rollins hit Lesnar, and then Lesnar put him in the ground like five times. Yeah. Six times, apparently. Anyone who ends a Raw on the mat wins at WrestleMania. Mm. It's almost constant, especially when it comes to the big titles. If you lose it Raw or you lose it SmackDown, you win your big title match. I don't think WWE gonna, is going to pull the
0: trigger on that yet. Well, what do you think?
3: I, I'm going to go with Seth. Well, I know
0: you're going with Seth. I didn't even I need Brock to ask him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hate Brock Lesnar. He's so fucking annoying.
0: I hate him too, but we all know how WWE us. works.
3: I don't care. I don't care.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm going with Seth. Not because I like Seth, but like outside of WWE, Brock is slated is projected to fight uh, in the UFC later this year against my second dad, Daniel Cormier.
4: <laughs> oh. And for Brock
2: Lesnar to even have a remote fucking chance of beating Daniel Cormier, he needs to go into a camp. Yep. Uh, and that's this is like six months out from when they're supposed to be fighting, so this is kind of like the right time for Brock to go fight and then come back later. Because if Brock is still the champion after this, I doubt that fight happens. And if it does happen, Brock is going to get his dick kicked in, like, literally. <laughs> like, he's literally oh. going to get his shit kicked in if he doesn't go into a camp against he's, he's uh, Daniel He's going to get, get so
0: hit so hard that he's going to have to have issues with his pro-lap <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I'm going Seth because I want to see Brock get his ass kicked in the UFC again.
0: You know what? And, and I, <laughs> nice. I, I, I just really hope that you guys are right. I really hope I'm wrong on this one. I'll feel dirty if, if I end up getting that point because I don't want it to be true. And then... <sighs> History in the making, first time ever women are headlining WrestleMania. We have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. <laughs> Versus the the
4: the man, man, (laughs) Becky Lynch. I don't know
1: why it's a (laughs) three-way.
3: I I still don't don't know
1: why Charlotte Flair is even in this match.
3: Because it's Charlotte Flair. Charlotte has to be involved.
0: Exactly. Because for whatever reason, they still think that Charlotte is good as a heel. Because they keep trying to put her in as a face and she fails. But she also fails as a heel. And uh, I know people really hate comparisons, but, I mean, comparisons get made between male wrestlers. So it makes sense. And and if you look at it from a logical standpoint, a lot of Becky Lynch's kind of rise does run parallel to uh, storylines that Stone Cold Steve Austin had leading up to him winning the title. Along with, with the injured knee and, oh, you can't be part of WrestleMania due to your injury. Nonsense. And then, of course, Charlotte, for whatever reason, could be given that opportunity. But it's nice to see, like, Becky Lynch really owning this the man persona and because when she turned heel to begin with it was funny because she turned heel but everybody was still chanting her name everybody was rooting for the heel which you really don't often well that see. happened
1: constantly with Randy Orton too yeah. Randy Orton was the heel the entire time he feuded with Cena but everybody hated Cena so yes, much that's true. that Randy Orton became immediate face material <laughs>
0: But, I mean, if you look at things from, like, a Becky Lynch standpoint, is again, this is, well, this is, again, a history-making pay-per-view, a history-making WrestleMania.
1: Which is That's exactly like, why Eric is putting his money on Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah,
0: whatever. <laughs> but then, of course, again, Becky Lynch has this huge momentum going forward. And there's nothing, there's no bigger momentum killer and no easier way to have somebody fade back into obscurity than making this push to WrestleMania and then having them lose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just would be a, a huge mistake. And this has been a long time coming
1: for Becky Lynch as well. My thing is this. Without, with the exception of something dirty happening. Which will likely happen. Which will likely happen. I'm putting my money on Becky Lynch. But my thing is this. I think that they should not unify the titles regardless of what happens. I like there being a Raw and a SmackDown female They're not unifying any other title. This doesn't make any sense. And honestly, the Universal title isn't even really the Universal title anymore because they brought back the WWE Championship. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> why like why unify these titles at this point in time and especially... Charlotte, Charlotte never should have won that title for Mosca exactly. I know that's a sort of subject we keep bringing it up but it's true they just wanted to put Charlotte they wanted to have Charlotte have a reason for being in this match so they gave her the title and then they make it this unification match where there's no real point to that when both these titles have represented both companies very very well or you know both brands very very well yeah and no, they're, they're taking away they're taking yeah. one away. so I don't know I I have to say Becky Lynch regardless.
3: John
0: also says Becky Lynch. So the the three of us uh, say Becky Lynch.
3: I say Becky.
2: And then Adrian, who are are you thinking is going to – I would love to see Becky Lynch win just to kind of, like you said, do the whole stone cold thing where she kind of comes in and um, sweeps it up. I'm fine with Ronda winning because, as I said before, I'm a UFC fan and I (laughs) like pieces of Ronda Rousey as a person. But it has to be Becky Lynch. If it's Charlotte Flair – she just turns into this, like, Triple H aspect kind of thing to me, with the, more than she already is, where, like, oh, if she's in there, she's probably going to win just because she's so close to, like, the whole company thing. So, give me Becky Lynch. I'm okay with Ronda. I stop watching WD, WD, WWE Forever if Charlotte wins this match.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Charlotte has become that friend in the group that always... Butts herself into yeah, your business. Go away.
2: Like if, if Charlotte is about to win, I hope Edge runs in and spears. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> table.
3: Yes. Uh, I agree. Uh. I think that Edge has to make an appearance somehow in the ring. And of
1: course he's gonna uh, end up being he's gonna end up being the referee for the Brock and Seth Rollins match. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's oh, gonna no. be where,
1: that's gonna be where Edge <laughs> appears. He'll be the he'll be the ref. <laughs>
3: And then when you guys see The Edge come out, you're going to shit yourselves and be like, damn, Cindy was right. And I'm like, yeah, I was right. I told you it I was give I will give you
0: bonus points if it happens. How, how about that?
3: <laughs> yes!
0: And then, of course, uh, Eric, for whatever reason, I guess he's going for what
1: he thinks WWE is going to do. He He's going with Ronda Rousey. So even He, every, do, he yeah. does have the stipulation, I believe, that if if Ronda's not going to win, it's going to be Becky. But the thing is is that it's the only reason why Ronda would lose is if... The kayfabe breaking that she's been doing hasn't really been you, like it's not a work. Is what like you're it's not a work. It's it's actually her like, breaking kayfabe, which kind of makes sense because you know Ronda Rousey
0: still doesn't fully understand. But how they did some the same. They,
1: I mean, they they did similar things with other people when they were going and like coming. From I, other I, I think it stuff, is a work so. though because there's already t-shirts made of it. Yeah,
0: there's already t-shirts of like oh you know. May, like, it's like a, like the rated R or whatever. It's like one of those movie listings. It says May Break Kayfabe. So the fact that WWE is printing those t shirts, it definitely seems like it's a work. But it, especially because they're acknowledging Kayfabe. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> kayfabe died
0: so long ago. It was always
3: hush hush. Oh. Yeah.
0: Uh, but with that being said, I think that's going to kind of roll us out for this episode. So we're going to see tomorrow. Uh, be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, everything else because we will be live tweeting or uh, like just live whatever social media in
4: this
0: wrestlemania 35 and of course we will then from there at the end announce who wins is it going to be me walking away still undefeated <laughs> or will somebody actually defeat <laughs> the streak
3: somebody has to come on guys
0: so of course i want to go ahead and thank you cindy for joining us again as always as a member of the ready comics roll crew we always have love having you on and adrian We really appreciate you being able, especially on such short notice, I know I only reached out to you a few days ago, but I know, uh, I heard you're a big wrestling fan, so I really wanted you to be on there, especially as uh, a member of our friends over at But Why The Podcast. So I'm going to let you go ahead and drop a lot of uh, other kind of plugs involving But Why The Podcast or anything else uh, that you're really a part of or just really want to kind of highlight. This is your opportunity to to shine.
2: Yeah, um, so... Uh, I mean, I'd imagine as your listeners know, right, you're part of uh, the But Why The Geek community, so you can find me there specifically for But Why The Podcast every week where we're covering um, different aspects of pop culture and why they matter. We have a lot of really great episodes coming up this month and a pretty big backlog for you to kind of get a hold of. If you want to read me, write about Star Wars comics and stuff, you can find me on the com. website under some comic reviews and um, the only other really big thing that we're hoping to kind of get out in the next couple of uh, weeks is that I'm a teacher um, for high school and we are trying to as like a community push to fund some scholarships for some some of my kids who are you know have some gaps in their their college college funds, so expect some uh, different different things through the But Why Though Twitter at But Why Though PC on kind of how you can help contribute to some scholarships for some uh, underrepresented kids here that I serve.
0: That's that's really awesome, and Ed, thank you for also bringing that up. Again, we we definitely want to help you know the community. You know what what other way we can. So you know that's definitely something you, you can probably see us you know retweeting and sharing as well. We definitely want to help.
2: Yeah, thank, thanks for having me on, man. I've I've been been waiting for my opportunity. and I feel like this is like my WrestleMania moment right now.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? If you if you end up winning and defeating the streak, this very well could be.
2: Oh, I replace I replace Anthony on the podcast and just <laughs> Well, makes, hey, on. No.
0: Uh, that was never a stipulation. Coming with
2: a chair. <laughs> that's, that was never the stipulation <laughs> of the match. Oh, right, you're break, trying break, to trip up, it up. Uh, aren't break you? up the stable. <laughs> that's that's what's going on.
0: So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're listening to this podcast from one of our many different providers, whether it be Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you can really find a podcast, you can check out our YouTube channels. We have a lot of great content on there as well. As proud members of the But Why Though podcast community, you could always check out our latest episodes on that website, along with a lot of the other
1: great podcasts on there. Don't forget to follow us over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all other social media listed down below. And head on over to our Discord channel so you can talk with the Ready Comics Roll crew and other rollers about WrestleMania or other upcoming wrestling events.
3: So you can go ahead and follow us on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week. If you want to help us grow, you can head over to our Patreon page and become a supporter today.